Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. I can't believe it. He called me by your name. He did it twice. Are we turning a new leaf? Oh, he yeah, did it yeah, last episode. I think it's time. I think it's time that we're Nitwick Radio. I think we it's just time. become serious in our own image we've for just, the first we, time. We, we've grown into it. We've grown into our own name. Uh, like negative I, three seasons, honestly, one real I'm, season, I, and now this. I'm frankly surprised. <laughs> frankly surprised. Because before now, we still had the option of renaming from Nitwick Radio. No. Because it changed every week. But now we can't. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. That's not how I was looking at it, but that is true. Yep. We are now a deadly serious music podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There will be no humor. No, I season two. I that's when. Wait a second. Has there been really humor on this show in the past? In the past, we've been a Utah-based comedian podcast. It, it has been a comedy podcast up to now. But up, now it is a now. deadly serious discussion. I was forced discussion. against deadly. my will to appear on a Utah-based <laughs> comedian's podcast. I'll have you know that Logan years. drove himself here. <laughs> Every week, <laughs> on hey, his own volition, hey, you know in what? his own car. Hey, listen, Mister Problematic. Let's have a little talk about power oh, dynamics. Oh boy, do we! Have Let's talk about power dynamics. Oh, I am dynamics. so ready. For Aaron this. has more Instagram followers than me, so I feel pressured you, to wait, do no, things. He's got more out. than me. He's you got have more an Instagram. No. Uh, then what is? Yeah, of course he has more followers uh, than you. By default, if he has one. No, I bet he does have an Instagram, but it's an anime girl. It's an anime girl. Profile all and he caps. follows. He probably who? follows Oliver Francis, um, Prurient, <laughs> and others. All right, everybody, get out your bingo cards. <laughs> whoa, whoa, are we laughing? No, Dave, no, I apologize. No joke. Hey, yeah, look, I apologize. Okay. So I'm behind on the upload still, and I'm really, I'm really. No, 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 no. I'm what really, did we not, just don't apologize. Last don't, don't apologize. Anyway, last though, week. I was listening because I am work. It's on my desktop. It's on my queue. I'm gonna throw it them doesn't... all up at once. And I was listening to the playback, and uh, I, the 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 first one that I'm about to upload. I think it was episode 29 of the last season. It starts off with you talking about your. Uh, Damon wasn't there, and then you you made your comment about toxic masculinity and then and then he's like <laughs> clip cody's like clip that right now and i have, what to, did I I have to say that playback is just very good it, it's a, very good aaron pulled me aside and was like you gotta hear this and it was very okay, good we're listening to it after the show <laughs> very good playback um yeah no rest in peace damon we we, yeah, we do miss him rip he's hustling another bag say rip bozo is, I like Damon, so I, this is a Rip Damon. What is moment. a Rip Bozo? I, you're smoking on that pack, man. I don't know. I just I get on the internet, see new lingo, and just adopt it without knowing what it means. True, I do that too. The other it gets thing, me in trouble at work. That's no, I like. I like can ex- you be smoking that bozo. Well, like no, no, no. It has oh. nothing to do with like drugs. Like yeah. when you're smoking on that pack, it's because you're making fun of somebody that died. Oh, and no. what? Yeah. What? I don't think I even know what words mean at this point. The internet, man. It's a crazy place. But I don't know. Rip Bozo just kind of like came. It was a meme that someone made about like some. They were a hater, man. This feels this feels <laughs> like. Know. OK. Hater, All right. I, I immediately saw it. and I was like, you know, I kind of get it. Last <laughs> decade. Last decade of memes Ugh. in the F tier in the F tier of worst memes can't believe it's made into movies that I've seen is some millennial undercut looking popped collar pressed chino looking dude snapping his hands and saying bye Felicia every time oh, yeah. I saw that in the 2010s I felt the 
the, the sweet release of death tickle at the edges of my brain and see if it's little tentacles just a little tighter. Whoa. Every time... Bye, Felicia. I feel like I've we're seen movies with this. <laughs> we're integrating two different eras, though, because he's like press chinos in the pop collar. I'm like, that's like 2007, I'm d- I'm d- and then like Bye, Felicia is like 2000. You know what? As death as yeah, death compresses my brain, time like is the just slimy, a like the slimy dark octopus that it is. All these horrible memories are getting pressed closer and closer together. Oh, yeah. So it eventually just becomes one amalgam of horrible millennial tropes, Gen Z tropes, and Oliver Tree. That was a great that was a great like uh smooth it over you'll see you'll see if if you listen he usually just grabs things that sound flashy and good and just squishes them together that's you that's you no offense here bro i'm just i'm just deconstructing what (laughs) happened hey he listens to a lot of soundcloud rap (laughs) i'm not i'm not hating on him for it i'm just saying uh time periods i think there was one time when he was off by like 10 years I remember, it, I forget what episode it was, but we were talking and it was like, not even the right decade, <laughs> but you know, you do what you can. I think it's more important, it's more important that facts be emotionally salient than that they be true. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If 2020's taught me anything, can you know what I mean? One. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how everybody views things anymore. <laughs> facts are only facts if they support what you believe. Yeah. Otherwise, and if they news. sound cool. facts, yeah, facts. facts. I, I just facts. think everything's dumb. I watch movies and play Knights of the Old Republic. I will say this, <laughs> Cody, for being a boomer, you're pretty um, involved in culture. It's unfortunate. That's true. Uh, speaking of movies, welcome to the Nitwick Movie Podcast. I knew it was going to happen. The Green Knight comes out freaking like next week. I don't think I have anybody to go. I like was talking to my friends and they're like, we're all going to be out of town because they brought it up. I'm like, well, then why did you even bring this up? <laughs> There's showings in Ogden on Thursday Ooh. next week at like 630 if you're in. What is the Green Knight? All right, Knight? Let, let me look it's into a, it. It's a, like a folklore movie. I'm trying to like describe it's, it with. I was directed, really worried. It's directed this was by. Stuff it's directed by the guy that did a ghost story. Which, by the way, yeah. have you seen oh. that? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I love a ghost. So good. You, I love a ghost. That's story. a fire movie. Have it's you seen? Got, it? I, w- I have never felt so existentially depressed watching a woman eat pie for ten minutes. Oh, I loved yeah. that movie. Yeah, I loved it. I oh. loved it so much. Good movie. Yes, I'm very down to go see the Green okay. Knight. Okay, right, I'll let you I've know. been waiting for like. A year because it kept I, getting pushed back. I, I knew about it originally because of you, and I'm really excited. It's yeah. going to be good. And Pig came out. Oh, oh we went and saw it. Is it good? I'm going good. tomorrow. Yes. And I'm, I'm I mean, excited you want, to hear what you, you think. Want, you don't want us to tell You don't want to no, know. Don't tell me anything yeah, about yeah. it. I just want to know, was it good? Yes. I'll tell yes. you what. <laughs> I've been seeing that movie Black Widow. Uh-oh. I've been seeing that. I've been seeing I also that been movie. seeing that movie Good Space choice. Jam 2. <laughs> I've not been seeing that. Bro, why no do they have a clockwork orange characters in I, that? I, I was know. like, why are the droogs in this movie? And yeah. why is droogs are in Space Jam? In, yes. So it's like a Warner Brothers multiverse. Who really knows? I don't understand. But it's no. got like Looney Tunes characters and Scooby-Doo characters and Rick from Casablanca is apparently in it. And I, <laughs> I am Wait. so lost. I swear to God, Wait. all of these things I'm saying are true. I'm not making a joke. Wait, like, no i I don't want to be I don't want to be the podcast where it's just like boomers react to terrible things. But you're telling me <laughs> they took the iconic gang from a Clockwork Orange, yes. which is a movie, um, basically designed to make you feel like society is completely degraded as you watch them c- uh, commit acts of 
horrific violence and and adult topics bleep uh and they put that in a children's half cartoon about playing basketball correct yeah okay well i mean charlie and chocolate factory had uh all those psycho references which Psycho isn't as it's a, bad. Okay. It's like a it reference is, is different than yes. putting characters straight yeah, into okay. a movie. All right, I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, Warner Brothers, yeah. I saw when they were like doing that, and there's like Mad Max stuff in there. At I'm super lost. No point. Weird. At no point during a children's basketball movie. With LeBron James. <laughs> Logan, Logan, you're, I'm happy to hear this. You're, you're a protect the children advocate. I'm not protect the children. I'm a protect me. You know, like I'm here to protect I'm the, the children. I'm the children. Here's the deal: when I am watching a Pixar, like say, say I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down with the bros. We're gonna watch, we're gonna watch Toy Story two. That's a good movie. We sit down, we're enjoying some good Toy Story two. Buzz Lightyear <laughs> in a moment of desperation, of of a panic attack at an identity level, gets placed up onto the shelf. With all the other Buzz Light years. And the camera zooms out. And in one corner, you see a picture the size of the fat man from Toy Story 2. And he's selling you merchandise for the one, the only, ultra-violent Alex DeLarge. And you can get you can get there a live action model of him beating a woman's husband as his friends. You see what I mean? Yeah. You see yeah. what you yes. see what's I, I mean? Do. Yeah. No, I think you know protect the children with media is a good thing. Don't with, with the internet protect my I enjoyment of a thing. I came out pretty well when I was movie. watching like Full Metal Jacket at six. Like <laughs> I turned out all right. Went saw like Terminator three in the theaters. Just my friend's older brother would just watch us. All right, and you know watch us he would just be like yeah you guys can just do whatever you want here's all my movies so here's here's a copy of grand theft here's the thing i hate happy tree friends i love happy tree friends it's so stupid (laughs) like the concept of have you guys seen it do you know what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like a hyper violent set of colorful like plush toys just Uh dying in horrific ways i used to have because they were free back in the day they were a video podcast on itunes (laughs) i had all of them on my iPod Classic, once upon a time. Oh man! Yeah. And I wish they still existed in that form. They don't, but I wish they did. I had all of them. You get to watch that in a striking 480p at one and a half inches. Correct. Yeah. I, I love. I when love. you're 14, man, that's uh, oh, oh absolutely. The, iPod, the, the absolutely. movie iPods, like seriously, seriously, it was like you're gonna load movies on can- this thing. <laughs> You know, you can watch it everywhere. It literally, literally was like not even as big as your palm when you're watching movies on it. <laughs> David Lynch was mad. <laughs> you're going to watch movies on this. You're going to be watching movies everywhere on this. David Lynch pretty much stays mad, though. I love David Lynch. And then on like Fridays, he's like, here's your weather report. Yeah, I he know. Does on Twitter, it's, it's so good. Well, he, so... I think he does it every day on YouTube. He does. It's fantastic. He but does, he, he has like a whole weather. spiel about like, oh, why would you watch movies on this? Like, it's such a small screen when you could go to the theater. Can you give me a Lynch impression? No. Okay. I wish. <laughs> my, my uncle, my uncle's pissed because he loved David Lynch, like, for, he followed him through m- most of his career, and then he's like, by the end, he was just shooting on home camcorders. It's crap. Dude, it does get wild. It's like, you get farther <laughs> down, like, David Lynch's line from, like, Mulholland Drive when he made, like, Inland Empire. Uh-huh. 
it looks like it was filmed on like an old VHSC camcorder. Yep, that's exactly it rules. What... <laughs> it's so good. So good. Laura yeah, Dern's fantastic. He's, he's got a pretty uh, fun attitude, actually. Like as as pretentious as everything around him is, he kind of just seems like he's honestly he's just kind of an eccentric dude that's just like no no guys just give me a little space i'm just making stuff i'm uh-huh. just making things uh his master class trailer was actually really i was like wow that's not what i expected him to be saying again i think it's the culture around him i accidentally renewed my subscription so if you want to watch that <laughs> i'm just sitting there casually having a great sunday ah this is nice <laughs> PayPal comes through. It's like Masterclass charged you two hundred dollars. You're like, oh, oh, oh. was it? An- <laughs> what were uh, all right? Well, a- more uh, Angelina more Jolie. What's her? <laughs> no, Angelina Jolie's settings. Wasn't That's it Angelina terrible. Jolie? No, not Angelina Jolie. I think one of the it's things. No, I did see Natalie Angelina Portman. Jolie's. Natalie, was it Natalie Portman. Portman it was Natalie Portman's settings. You're right. There's got to be like. <laughs> I think I'm understanding. I think Masterclass meant something at one point in time. Not anymore. I think it I think it actually <laughs> Well, no, but I think it actually meant you are a bunch of students who are intermediate or better and you will be personally mentored maybe digitally by someone who is a accomplished artist in their craft. Like I could see I could see a masterclass on marble sculpting. I could see a masterclass on So I'm curious, is masterclass like it is a brand as well. It's a right? brand now, but because before it people, was a thing. Because like for example, Crywolf put out and he was literally calling it a masterclass. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so masterclass is just a term now. I think it's, it's not a company. I think it's solidly in Google territory where People at Google are banned from referring to the v- Google as a verb because it diminishes their brand legally. Uh. Uh, so I-, I imagine it's a similar situation. Gotcha. Masterclass was like, nah, 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 yeah, pay, pay us $200 a year and you can listen to Angelina Jolie. You can listen to Natalie Portman give you some BS about acting for an hour. Yeah, here's a PDF. Here's That's why it's different from a YouTube video. Masterclass, I have this PDF. Masterclass is legitimate retirement plan for the new age yeah. cinema. Yeah, well, got yeah. LeVar Burton teaches the power of storytelling right next to James Cameron teaches filmmaking. I'm just oh. saying James Cameron's desperate. James Cameron, oh my god. James Cameron's got to do something while he's taking 10 years to make Avatar 2. Did you hear did you hear about putting Avatar back in theaters so it bumped up to highest grossing again? Over, I hope they do. No, they that, did. That happened. Oh, they did. It's highest. Again. It already happened. Good. I don't know how I, was I feel. Mad about I'm, what was the highest grossing? Mm, 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 mm. We have an album of the week. Here. All right, Avongers. we have an album. I've heard that we talk about music from time to time. Uh, occasionally, it's been uh, rumored. Logan was on the album. What are we uh, all right, <laughs> all right. Now that the the little soundbite was eight this minutes is where ago, it's about to get Let's, problematic. Oh, you already played the soundbite? Yeah, I played it while you when it's you started talking about Black Wi- Widow. That's oh. when I, uh, Space Jam derailed us. <laughs> screw Lots Space Jam. Literally screw Space Jam. That's an official take. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold official on, hold Nitwick on, take. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you can't just say that really <laughs> We have to vote. <laughs> All right, I agree. I agree. I also agree. Oh, that is majority. Screw, screw <laughs> Space it. Jam is majority. Second, well, second you guys are take. using your power dynamic against me. <laughs> I can't consent when there's this power dynamic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, um... This is a rhetorical question. 
What pops into your head when I say the words girl group? Not what we listen to. This, this was week. a rhetorical question. <laughs> it was <Okay>. rhetorical. <laughs> Just said that. Um, I refuse. I, this was a rhetorical all right, question. All right, all right, all right. It's rhetorical. Destiny's Child. Um, Spice Girls. Spice Girls. It was rhetorical. Do we have one more? <laughs> TLC. TLC. What about... Uh, you think of women. Strong, beautiful women. Uh, owning, owning their craft. Working together in perfect synchronization. Oh, perfect. To <laughs> deliver a <laughs> siren song. <laughs> To the ears of men and women alike across the globe. Perfect, perfect synchronization. You watch, well, it's not Destiny's Child, but you watch all the single ladies. And you see them, see them move around in those heels. And you think, how does a person even move around in those heels? But I think that's a testament to the girl group's rock-solid um, talent, passion, and musicianship. And so... Now that we're all deeply inspired by these strong, beautiful girl groups, I think we need to take it back to the beginning, back to where this all really started, before America didn't even know what a girl group was or what it could be. And, and take a look back through the pages of history to remember the humble beginnings of the girl group. And how it all started, and how it set a important, nay, legendary precedent for every future girl group to come. This is the Shag's philosophy of the world. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know how to follow that. That was a that was a beautiful intro. A truly beautiful intro. Um All right. I got something to say. I had, for the first 15 minutes of my first listening, I had an experience because it is tagged 2016 everywhere. It is. Spotify, it's be, it, it, Amazon, it came out, Apple it Music. Came out in 1960 well, well, here's the deal. I, I, I knew that Logan had said, it came out in, in his own words, he said, I have said before that I do not love an album made before 1991. I lied. And then he dropped the shags. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so this is pre-1991. Sweet. I click on the link and it's like 2016. I'm like, what the fetch? So I go to Amazon Music, 2016. I was like, okay, maybe Logan was being ironic. So I press play and I'm like, oh, ha, ha this is one of those cool modern throwback artists. <laughs> and then I listened for about 10 minutes and I was like, what? is going on <laughs> so i immediately jumped into doing some research these uh these ladies were for real these ladies were for real they were sisters and they started um at, at a retirement home they started playing at retirement home the album bangs <laughs> and and it's been cited by many artists as an inspiration Actually, I legitimately have a lot to say about this. L like, we actually, last week, I, uh, Edgar Wright put out the documentary on the Sparks Brothers, and we watched that, 
and I also recently watched the movie The Disaster Artist. So and not long before that, I watched Ed Wood. And I, I started thinking to myself, it's like, what is the deal with these really, like, skilled directors obsessing over outsider art from the past? You know? I, it's because outsider art, I think, actually really does inspire them. Because it, it's so sincere, it's so real. The artistic process that they are applying is so real that I think it's just overwhelming to somebody who's actually kind of maybe got more of a natural eye for it, but they look at these outsider artists and they're just like, those guys are it. That is a real creative process. They're attempting to pull off. And I think that they can't get past it. It's, it's too sincere. It's too genuine. And that is something that I definitely did feel while listening to this album. That said, if you haven't listened to any outsider art, um, this album bangs. That's all, that's all I have to say. With that intro, before, before we continue, I imagine some of you are hearing these rousing endorsements that Jake and Aaron have been giving so far. And, and with that introduction, really got your wheels spinning. And you're probably thinking right now, well, how did, this, how did this girl group happen? How did this iconic moment in history that would come to define everything after it, how did it happen? Well, I'll tell you what. Once upon a time, there was a man named Austin Wiggin. <laughs> and his, his mother on her deathbed took him by the shoulder and she said, Austin, I don't know much. What I do know is that I've had a vision, a vision that your daughters are going to become one of the most famous rock bands in rock and roll history. And Austin Wiggin looked up at the sky and thought about how none of his daughters could currently play any musical instruments by their teen years. And with firm resolve, he looked back down at your mom, at his mom, at your mom. <laughs> <laughs> at your mom. And he said, Wait, isn't it his wife? No, his mom. Oh, it's his mom. And he said, okay. I know. And so, <laughs> every day after school, for hours, Austin Wiggin forbade his daughters from socializing with anybody and instead forced them to practice music in the basement. Austin Wiggin did not know music himself. The girls also did not know music. And so it functionally uh, resulted in him locking them in the basement with the <laughs> instruments. And if he didn't hear practicing, uh, people were, would be in trouble. And so without any outside influence, without anybody to drag them to the dark side of the Beatles or the lascivious hip-swinging of Elvis Prepley. These girls <laughs> Prepley. figured out <laughs> figured out without any knowledge, any tutoring, any teaching, how to play these instruments. <laughs> and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it, uh, it, 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 it shows. It, it shows. shows. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you can say with your piece go. I, I this is gonna sound so patronizing, but I don't. It, I promise it's not my intention. I just I turned this on and I immediately thought, "You actually like this?" <laughs> oh no! It took me a second too. I, that's what I was, there was no come around for me though. I just was like, "People actually enjoy this." <laughs> so, <laughs> the first thing, whenever somebody sends an album for album of the week, the first thing I do is go to my trusted music site, SputnikMusic.com, and I look up the album. And I am going to read off 
a sentence from the review that has been the standing review for this album for 15 years. Oh, wow. There's been others, but none of them have been accepted as the site representative. This is going to get me so canceled. Um, (laughs) I am going to change a couple words here, but it just says, how in the world did a band made up of three musically and possibly mentally disabled sisters actually get signed to a label to release a record of this garbage on the public? And then it, that's how it opens. And so I was like, high praise. And that's when I turned it on and I'm like, Okay, wait, so, so, so I actually, I can kind of answer that question, partially. Um, I can't, I'm to, sorry. To, <laughs> like, there's no, I love the, musically and possibly mentally. I was like, this is something that could only fly in 2006. So I have to bring this up. I was like, so, uh, to, to compound, to compound Logan's story, he they literally, what I said was true. They started playing in retirement homes. And apparently, the people in the retirement homes told them that they saw <laughs> Kings and Queens of the retirement home unite. And. They're just kids. They're coming to do like service. They're like thirteen people. They're like, we want to just bring joy and do our part in our community. They're like, no. It's too bad. I'm sorry. Dude, I could. I literally turned it on. I was like, both guitars are playing at a different tempo and the drums are out of tune. And I was like, and then they started singing. I'm like, there's no words in this. What is happening? And then I looked up. They're from New Hampshire. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's no actual disability. I was like, maybe they're just from the East Coast. I want to get to the history, but I have to just inject. Like, have you seen the movie Ed Wood or or the Disaster Artist? Oh, I've seen the movies they're based on. Like I've seen Ed Wood movies and I've seen The Room. So what do you think about those? I think they're super hot garbage, but like The Room specifically, and it's got the same vibe as like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love crowd participation and something like that. Oh yeah. And so like The Room, I think is it's trash. Like I'm not going to try and like paint it gold. It sucks, but I enjoy it from front to I, back. I just ugh, I just I, I literally do struggle with it because there's like, I mean, early on in the show, I did uh, Daniel Johnston and, and Daniel Johnston's another guy who I have trouble with him too. He's kind of got the, you know what I'm saying? He's he, same problem kind of going on. And I don't know. There's just something Daniel so, Johnston is more listenable. There's something so sincere <laughs> about what they're trying to do. And I think, I think the fact that a lot like Tim Burton and, and these accomplished artists who look at, you know, in in film or or I've heard Kurt Cobain, right? He he praised the Shags. Cobain and Zappa are so, two of their biggest. Yeah, Frank advocates. Zappa said they're better than the Beatles. And so Frank Zappa well, said I that. actually I won't argue with that. So <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: is what Aaron is saying is a very interesting point, and I um, you know, because I'm so fantastic at movie reviewing, you should totally go follow my Letterboxed. I said on there because everybody cares about it and I said it and I was like, oh, everybody's going to love that I said this when I typed it out, you know, but I typed out, I said, um, you're the most hesitant music critic. You're the most <laughs> reluctant critic <laughs> I've ever seen cancelable things. No, Jake's but like, well, let me, I, mm, mm, no, mm. that, that whole string was a joke just by the way, but, uh, but still <laughs> anyways, I put on there like, it's, it was specifically in reference to the room. It's like, but it applies here just the same. It's like these girls. Well, I don't. 
maybe it doesn't apply quite the same, but I'm thinking of the room, like Tommy Wiseau, right? That guy tried just as hard. Oh, he yeah. He tried just as hard as the big directors. If there was so, no, like, and my thing with that, I think as far as, like, the room goes specifically, if there was no crowd participation element to every time I've watched the room, I would hate it. So, but, but getting in a theater and throwing spoons at the screen when, like, the spoon thing happens <laughs> is so good. Right, but, but like, I'm talking about the sheer efforts of the artist. Oh, I'll I, let you is have it, your efforts. Is it, it doesn't literally, mean I like it, though. Is it literally just you're bad at it? Because they try just as hard. I, and well, I, I, you I know what I'm saying? This just doesn't work for me. But, I mean, like, in the terms of movies, like, I like The Room. I also love Wakaliwood movies. Like who killed Captain Alex oh, and everything? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think those are fantastic. Like the fact that they made that movie with two hundred dollars is insane to me. Yeah, and no, now they're no. like worldwide international superstars. Uh, yeah. I guess that's my point. Is it's like to to what Jake's saying, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Is it's like they applied the the same artistic ideals that anybody does. What came out of it, we can say we don't like, but they. And, uh, and oftentimes these these outsider type artists more sincerely than like most people are willing to express themselves they they express something and i have a hard time just saying oh yeah no it sucks it's objectively bad i look at it and i'm like i don't i don't know i i tend to actually really like it but i'm I, that's something that I, I mean the way i see it where i'm like you actually like this like that's obviously subjective it doesn't right. work for me but if someone was to be like, yeah, I do like it. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Okay, but, I just, I don't understand But it. like, my question is, does anybody completely seriously, no layer of like affection or interest, do they seriously like this thing musically? See, you're putting up, you're putting up these walls right now, Jake. You know, you <laughs> accuse me of gatekeeping, but let me ask I'll you this. gatekeep. <laughs> is there anything that you can enjoy without context? Is it really possible to enjoy something in a vacuum? And is it so weird to think that the enjoyment, the chuckle, the little laugh in the shower I have while over the Bluetooth speaker, the track It's Halloween plays. <laughs> oh, and the entire This album was released in June, by the way. Um, that rock. <laughs> that, that all the instrumentation, for once manages to drop completely out and in one beautiful moment of the sisters actually syncing up the lyric that they decided to place <laughs> the biggest emphasis of this entire album on was even dracula will be there i know i know <laughs> are you gonna say that <laughs> i don't enjoy that okay uh, yeah but that 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 back, are you going to say that they no, didn't no, no. accomplish hang something? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I feel like I I'm being that's an accomplishment. I feel like I'm being painted into a corner because this is what I was trying to say with my whole uh, Tommy Wiseau analogy. I was trying to say, is it literally just objectively you're bad at it? Because I don't think. I mean, I guess it does exist, but I, I no, it doesn't. Nothing is objectively bad. Nothing is ob objectively bad. It's just maybe different or completely opposite of what you expect but like i don't know that you can say it's objectively yeah, bad i think i think where my standstill comes in is i'm always kind of talking about what i'm really interested in 
And it's true. I like listening to interviews and listening to music and getting the inside scoop for one reason, and that is I like to peek into an artist's creative approach. What what approach did they use to create whatever they made? You know, like Jack White has some really compelling approaches to making music. And a lot of these artists that I really like, they have interesting approaches. This they executed a really uh, and it, this one's kind of unfortunate because they were forced to do it borderline abuse which, uh, which, which makes this one a little bit different but there's a lot of outside artists you know, following in the proud tradition of girl groups to come am I right there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of artists Ooh. that Ooh. do it not not for those type of reasons but it end up with a similar product mm. and I don't know I, I would have to like really backtrack on really what I claim that I get out of music to say that they're doing something that I can't get behind. Yeah. And you know what? I will say there is something we can be objective about at the end of the day. One criteria that we can all agree on. Is Dracula there? <laughs> that, is, that is objective. If and he this will one, be there, this I'm one, there. <laughs> this one passes the test with flying colors. Flying colors. Like, are, they, are they still alive? I just I, looked it up. That's what I was searching. I was like, because I was like, they're only like teenagers in the late I 60s. saw a video of them with white hair. Yeah, I say they've got to be in like their seventies. They played a show in 2017. It looks like, according to their Wikipedia yeah. page, um, it looks like a couple members have passed away. But like, there was four. There was like a brother that was involved at one point. Yeah, I read, away, and the original drummer had passed away. I read that the 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 drummer sister was the oldest one of the three, and there was a there was another sister named Rachel. I can't believe I remember that. Mm. But she would she would step in sometimes. But I found a video of them performing in this empty ballroom in 1968, and there's like eight people there. Nice, it's like and a uh, show. it was it was a banger. But <laughs> let me let me just say though, let me just say is that I find this album in many ways utterly repulsive, <laughs> but also in other ways immensely impressive because some of it I'm like. You couldn't even recreate this if you wanted to. Like, it is the perfect storm of rhythms and melodies and beats and nothing. Storm's Literally, nothing goes think, together at all. The Shags invented mumble rap. To, yeah, it's to the point of being a little bit impressive. Like, there were some times, like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, people try to make bad music and they, like, <laughs> they can't do this they can't do it like this but like honestly some of the lyrical content too was just so iconic oh my gosh my pal like, foot foot, I, I <laughs> foot, foot where are you <laughs> dude oh man how foot did, foot I, goes I, everywhere <laughs> i go how did you find this album i don't even remember <laughs> Right, uh, I think I no, I do remember. I was listening to Farah Abraham and Corey Feldman at the time because yeah, I can see Fantano kind of dabbed on both. Of the, like I find I find Farah Abraham's album also incredibly interesting. I don't know who that is, but I do know who Corey it's, Feldman it's, is. It's basically that a girl doing album. spoken word about being a teenage mother. Um, oh, she's, over dubstep. 
I know who that oh, is. Wow. She was oh, on uh, oh, 16 man. and Pregnant back yes. in the day. I know who she yeah. is. Yeah, and she recorded an, a spoken word over dubstep album. That's insane. Holy cow. Yeah, Respect. and the spoken word is auto Respect. <laughs> and the so, spoken word is And someone, someone in the Rate Your Music reviews was like, at least it's not as bad as the Shags. And the mood I was in, I was like, we'll see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but like, what I can't believe is like, they somehow managed to make every single stanza or every single like line sound like the conclusion of the song. <laughs> it's, it's like I think nah, a lot nah, of people nah, wanted nah. it to be. <laughs> no, I did. No, but like every you know how you use certain notes to like end a song. Yeah, it like resolves. it like it resolves every lyric resolves on this album <laughs> i love I, there's like one note transition i'm gonna try and sing it but they do it like a da 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 like like yeah. it's, they always like, like the drummer will be playing like a steady rhythm and the singer will just like slow down 50 bpm for no reason well and when the drummer is holding a steady yeah because I was, I was gonna say that almost doesn't exist <laughs> almost tempo, doesn't. everybody's playing at a different my, tempo my favorite my favorite rate your music sentence on this whole album it's like the drummer may actually be somewhat gifted if you listen to the fills. But it sounds like she guessed every time before they started which song they would play and got wrong every time. I, I saw as a comment on that video of them performing in 1968, people were saying, these ladies are the original punks. They were like, they didn't care about instrumentation and this drum beat is exactly like early punk. These are the first punks confirmed. <laughs> that was like the whole comment string. It's true, though. There's a lot of that going around. A lot of, we don't care. And then it has to be perfectly engineered. There's so much punk like that. There is so much. Uh, we like don't that care Stephen about Wilson lyric. It's like singing songs of rebellion, but you make six times my income. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't. It's a paraphrase, but it's Stephen Wilson lyric coming from a guy who also makes six times my income. <laughs> hey, Stephen Wilson's at least aware of it. But uh, I mean, but does that? He, well, no, he's saying like it better. <laughs> well, his whole thing is he's like he's talking about specifically like oh. punk artists being like we're singing against authority, but yeah. you make a million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. Last thing I just have to say, immeasurably memorable immeasurably memorable yeah i'm trying you, to still figure out some of those things i heard <laughs> i i know it is the biggest it is like one of the most enigmatic th albums i've ever heard the lyrics are immensely shallow and then randomly like ridiculously deep for no apparent reason in the same song and what an experience i just have to say that i i mean it it's a banger I, I, I honestly enjoyed it, but I, I also know that I'm creatively in a headspace that's... I, those movies that I referenced, seriously, I've just really enjoyed watching them. Because it's, it's cool to see other artists really, not, not just passively saying, oh, I watched some obscure B-real movie that you've never seen before. Like, legitimately a lot of these artists are hailing people like the shags and being like they uh, they did something they yeah, did something i i don't know i mean music philosophy doesn't really exist anymore but i don't know i don't know about that 
I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like that like it it's a valid thing. I'm not saying they can't feel that way. It's just weird to me. I don't understand it fully. But I, I don't know. I I legit- like sometimes I wonder if it's just sheer hipster flex and then other times I'm like are they like legit? I, I don't know. That's a good question. That is a good question. I, I'm 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 afraid I have some of it in my blood and I legitimately spend quite a bit of time in outsider art. And I don't do it I don't do it for as a statement. It's just what they're representing creatively, I am in tune with. Is it ju- just their sheer effort? Yeah. Their sheer effort is what inspires you, yeah. not the actual final yeah, product. Yeah, their willingness, their willingness to put that together yeah. is huge. Yeah. You know, and to me, cuz like there's just so many people that won't put anything together unless I I don't know. The thing is these people the shags again, it's it's too bad that it was kind of compelled, but there's other artists like they are just spilling it out very sincerely. Yeah. Drake. And Drake. I, 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 I'm just, I want there to be a place for, if you're being sincere about your art, then you have a home with me, with it. That's how I feel. So, I, think one I, the, I totally get that. One of That's the more good... interesting things. Oh, is someone going to, is there a comment? No, that was it. <clears throat> um, so a while ago, there was this, uh, the room review that appeared on YouTube. And this particular YouTube reviewer's grand observation, and I know we all hold the opinion of YouTube reviewers in very high regard. It's true. Especially movie reviewers and game reviewers. Uh, He said, though the room may fail on technical and storytelling levels, he views it as one of the most earnest and honest uh, depictions of a man's feeling about a breakup. Because if you notice, uh, is it Lisa? Like, Le- he shows Lisa nothing but love, nothing but affection, gives her the world, and for no reason, she goes and cheats on him with his best friend and ruins their relationship and starts acting terribly towards him. And he said, if you listen to men talk about what happened with girls that they used to date, all the time, it's like, oh yeah, she went crazy, bro. I don't know, she just, she just cheated on me. I thought everything was fine, but... She just ended up being crazy, bro. And so I think with regards to this album, I have to ask myself, by virtue of having so little overhead, so little hands in the pot, and just being an earnest depiction of what these girls actually felt and who and the sounds that they were trying to capture. So it's no secret that they were fans of a lot of contemporary bands. I think The Monkees is listed specifically uh, on Wikipedia. Um, when you listen to a song like uh, I'm So Happy When You're Near or My Pal Foot Foot, I think there are a couple of questions that need to be asked. Like, yeah, My Pal Foot Foot is kind of a goofy song. But the fact that it is a song that somebody bothered to write and perform is interesting in and of itself because it implies basically one of two things. The first is that she thinks that singing about her adventures with an imaginary friend who abandoned her is a good story that is worth telling in this pop medium or second that it actually happened to her that at some point she had an imaginary friend with a bizarro name that she knew was imaginary but told all these special secret things about herself and then one day it up and abandoned her you have songs like i'm so happy when you're near when it talks about her 
experience with a person might be your father might be a lover right who is nice most of the time but then she doesn't understand why this person gets angry and starts lying and makes her cry why did she write about these things why is that what's on the album because to to me i feel like you cannot and we've got we've this is like an old thing that we used to always go on with music philosophy, but I really do feel like you cannot separate yourself from your art. So any artist, the way they choose to record, the way they choose to use their voice, the way that they choose the lyrical content, they choose the instrumentation, they select all of it is expressing something like when, when it plays back, they go, yep, that's it. That's that harmonizes. That's what I'm feeling. And the fact that somebody, whether it's film or music or whatever, had that type of an experience, and then this is what you hear, it's like that. there's something very, they were not lying that that's how they felt, that that was what they were visualizing, and it's very sincere, it's very real, and it, it's interesting, which is, at the at, you know, art has to be kind of interesting, that's kind of what, I mean, you know, a wise, very controversial person once said, art is controversy. <laughs> he then went on to make trance music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, interesting points. I mean, yeah. I, I think I agree with with what's presented there. I, I agree. Yeah, I meant to hit the thing that it was it was supposed to be uh, music news, because that's the only spot. I got to... We, 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 need, we need two more spots. Should we bring music philosophy back? No. 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 We took it's it out back dead. and shot it. Unless dead. you feel like you have a lot to say. Alright. Yeah. But we need we need music news. I, Somebody give I me mean, an item of news. New Kanye West album this week. Yeah. Yep. That's literally it. Jameson Jameson was posting about that. Donda. Fire. I learned finally coming out. He's only been talking. I thought Donda me. was supposed to be the last one. The last two ones. That's yeah, Kanye. You wanna know uh, it might not even be this one, but hey, that's what he said. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget that he's currently a, a, a practicing Christian. We're about to find out if he's still a practicing Christian. I can't My believe... My man was out here writing, like, Jesus Walks on his first record, though. Well, he dropped this he Jesus is King album, Never and then, like, that, a few months later, went and produced the most satanic rap album there has ever been, Playboy Cardi, Whole lot of Red. <laughs> so he's like, Wait, he produced that? Yeah, Kanye West produced on, uh... Like, album produced, not, like, beat making uh, on Whole lot of Red. Gotcha. Yeah, and so he, Cardi's in there, like, dropping, drinking blood and worshipping Satan, and and Ye over there as a Christian, just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, he left that Kardashian lady, so we might be in You something. know who Kim is. You can say her... I legitimately really? forgotten about it in that moment. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, thank that you. Kardashian Kim Possible. Lady. That Kardashian. Come on. I don't even know the other ones, but surely we all know Kim. No, I only know her father. Uh, all I'm saying is he said, he said in Jesus is King that they won't let me be a Christian, but to watch him. Now I'm watching him. I'm watching I, him. I'm curious to it's see. Friday? Friday. Is Friday. That, I think it's Friday. Wow. And it's not necessarily just, oh, he said a swear. I just want to lyrically no, no, see no. what he's about. No, because what, what is Christianity? Oh, no. Next <laughs> Music philosophy. See, that was perfect music oh, philosophy. Oh, no, that's the meme that No, that is turned. just full no, philosophy. I, I, we don't I, need that. Come on. Man, my jokes have just been flying over people's heads. I've been... I, 
I made some jokes that just didn't. No, 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 they're no, no, not no, appreciated. Don't, don't, don't you remember that is what music philosophy philosophy became. I know, became. I know. That's I what was, it became. That's why I said that. It was a joke. Nobody got my joke, just like my letterbox joke. Nobody else, nobody got that. Well, I thought that was and then funny. when I think about my letterbox joke, and if you don't know if it's a joke, it's immensely cringy. And I'm like, dang it, it was if a I joke. If I don't know if it's a joke, it's immensely interesting. <laughs> you might be you might be suffering from uh, the shags. Maybe. You can't say that. Might be, <laughs> might yeah, Aaron, that, <laughs> you that, can't that say might that. be diagnosable. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've, do- we've diagnosed you with the shit. I actually can't say that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I'm a bad influence. Things going to haunt me forever. <laughs> okay. Apparently, I have some toxic masculinity rant. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it, it is, is funny. so funny. All right, hit us with it. All right. Um, this is going to come in flying in perfectly right around that... Um, I don't want to use the phrase on the show, but we'll just go soft boy uh, rap-ish music. It, it's, it sounds a lot like soft boy, but just a little different. Okay. Like the first word's just a little different. But oh. and it, <laughs> it kind of has that vibe to it. I'm not going to deny it, but it's a really cool song. It's called Halloween, but all year. Part of what... Uh, Sensing a theme this episode. <laughs> yeah, that was not intentional at all. <laughs> But um, part of it's what makes July. it <laughs> it's Halloween, but all year. That's what it says right there. Yeah. But all year. Question, be- <laughs> question before I know if I should listen to the song or not. Will Dracula be there? He will not. No, Dracula will not be there. All so right. maybe you shouldn't listen <laughs> oh, to dang. it. Dang, that's objectivity, guys. That's how this works. You create a scale. You stick to it. <laughs> You're right. But anyway, what actually attracted me to the song, which... Is not unheard of, especially with me and you. Um, was the album art? The album art hooked me, and uh, maybe, maybe I have kind of Stockholm syndromed myself with this album. But I actually kind of really like this album. Anyway, the album art is this nice, drowned out, like textured orange paper that has this really nicely painted, like little. Halloween, exactly what you think of when you see, when I say Halloween boy oh. or, or Halloween boy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this little Halloween boy. I don't know how else to describe it, but he's sitting underneath a window, leaning back. There's like jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. There's bats. Oh, it just looks like something that would be painted like in like some picture some coloring book in your grandma's basement i'm picturing a watercolor version of the devil and god are raging inside of me not quite but kind of it kind of kind of anyways the album art hooked me the song's pretty good the production is actually a little crappy but man it's just when has that stopped us (laughs) it's just a cool song i like it. it 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 runs a little long it's like over five minutes which was a mistake but it, it does switch into, at the, the, the second half, the whole beat switches, and it kind of, like, adds a whole new twist to the song, and so, anyway, go try it. it might, you might hate it, but it's kind of good, and I've been listening to it quite a bit this week, so. Got me thinking about Playboy Cardi again. <laughs> I'm like an addict. Like, I, I, Whole lot of Red came out, and I was like, whole that's not mid. for me. That's not, that's Whole lot of Mid. And that friend was like, hey, bro, we're at this party. You just want to try a little bit of a whole lot of red? And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm a responsible adult. I can try a little bit of a whole lot of red. 
Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Uh, so being the responsible adult I am, I started enjoying some whole lot of red at parties. And then I was like, man, I really like, I like listening to a whole lot of red. I'm going to start listening to a whole lot of red while I'm at home. I'm going to start, I'm going to just go out, nice weekend, stay in, have some whole lot of red, you know? But next thing I knew, things started spiraling out of control. I realized why people abstain from whole lot of red. Because I was in the car listening to whole lot of red. I was with this fr- metaphor is going way I was far spending from me. time I- with family <laughs> listening to whole lot of red. I was trying to get underage people to listen to whole lot of red. Is this this is all a metaphor? This me. metaphor is uh, it, it's, it's, it's like it's a, synonymous with like you know just being an alcoholic. It's fun. <laughs> and sooner sooner or later, I just started blacking out. And I woke up, and all, all I can remember was I was listening to a whole lot of red. Now I'm now I'm in a hotel room in Colorado. I don't even know who's he's an actual next addict. To me. He's an actual yeah. addict. I mean, I continue, continue. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop there. Continue. And so I decided, you know what? It's time to quit. It's time to listen to music that is not whole lot of red. Because I can't let whole lot of red be the thing that defines me. I can't let it define my relationships, my career. I can't I can't let it be all that's left of me as a person. So I have been trying. I have been trying to just stay committed, stay responsible to my friends and family. They check on they text me daily. They said, Logan. Have you not listened to a whole lot of red today? They keep me they keep me grounded. And so my bop of the week, I'm proud to say, is not from whole lot of red. <laughs> it's from Dilit. <laughs> Woo! Long time by Playboy Cardi. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> By the way, uh, we we did <laughs> oh, do the new the new color for the new season. We'll have the playlist. We were supposed to have it already, but yes, I'll get that. I, we I, it's already created. I we just need, need we to. need to, we we like. I know it's sitting on my desktop. I'm gonna upload it. I'll have it up. I will have it up tonight. That's a. I, yep. I said it out loud now. Yep. Okay. I I will support. Cody, let's hear it. I've been listening to some band. They're a little obscure. They're called Iron Maiden. Um, oh yeah, never heard. I've of seen that going on. Very obscure. Yeah, I've, it happens sometimes. It's just like you know, I'm just gonna listen to nothing but Iron Maiden for the next like six weeks. <laughs> and I'm currently in one of those spans. It's been going on for like 14 years now, but um, been listening to a whole lot of them. And uh, the song that I wanted to choose is my bop because it's all been Iron Maiden, really. But <laughs> the one I'm going with is "For the Greater Good of God" from their 2006 album "Matter of Life and Death." It's, I don't know, they got kind of proggy on that record, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm sold. And <laughs> then I saw him with Dream Theater a few years later. I was also really good. Oh, where? Where was that? Colorado. Wow. That would have been cool. It would be cool to see them, admittedly. Have you not seen Iron Maiden? I have not. Our uncles went and saw him yeah. somewhat recently. It was like yeah, yeah, maybe uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. I saw him a few years ago. I've seen Iron Maiden USANA, a few times. I think yeah, it, so they played with Coheed. I saw him with Coheed. Yeah, I think <sighs> that's when they saw him. I've seen Coheed a lot. All right, I, I I can't lie. So last week I mentioned the name, and this week it's the bop of the week. And uh, you know r- things can happen. Uh, I have been listening to Father John Misty. 
<laughs> Things can Knew happen. It was a matter of time. Things can happen. And you know what? I still think he sits on a high horse, but you know what? Stylistically, it's kind of a cool... I'm all about contrasts, and there is kind of a cool contrast if you let it... If you put that on the table mm-hmm. and just go, okay, I'm going to let him spew whatever he wants to. Uh-huh. Let's let him be the post-apocalyptic Elton John. Let's right. just let him do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just let him. Oh, I gosh. Oh, just, oh. Real love, real love, baby. <laughs> and that song straight up is actually totally fine. Yeah. Just, it's just a jam. Yeah. I mean, that one, objectively, look, is just Look, good. of all people <laughs> to be doing that, it is not you <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh. the, that album the comedy pure comedy that is by far by like far his most pretentious one like it's very different actually than the rest of his albums i found and when i found that out i was a little relieved because yeah i mean deep deep diving with pure comedy it is like all right man but then like the other albums are more it's still that that texture's there that he's kind of gloom and dooming but it's elton john but it, pure comedy is just like full sin. I mean, nobody can be expected to like that one right away. <laughs> oh, all <laughs> right. It's been Newick Radio. <laughs> what an episode. What, what an episode. <laughs> My pal foot foot. My pal foot foot. <laughs> Me on here calling just musicians possibly disabled. <laughs> Cut it! Cut, 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 it. The cut the show! Cut the show! It's already in there. I don't know what you want me to do. I can't no, backtrack this thing.